0: Welcome everybody to the split line. Uh, wh- what is it called again?
1: <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two.
0: <laughs> Welcome everybody to the split line off road podcast. This is the inaugural podcast for um, uh, off road talk. Uh, basically, we're two big fans of the sport of off road racing uh, through and through. We uh, follow grassroots racings, um, racing GNCC. Uh, sprint enduro um, supercross and motocross uh, i'm your host rodney cooper and my co-host brandon whitehair welcome <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first off we'll just talk a little bit about ourselves um, tell you guys who we are um, <clears throat> I'm, we both uh, graduated uh, high school together at south harrison high school in uh, west virginia uh, we grew up racing together we used to race atv motocross together uh, brandon had since graduated <laughs> to two wheels <laughs> and um, I kind of went on a hiatus of the sport and uh, went and, and built a family, built a house. Uh, kind of missed about six years of racing, and then now I'm, I'm back. But I've always been connected to the sport. Uh, love the sport, uh, GNCC cross country. Um, just love being a fan of anybody that uh, decides to do any type of off road racing, Brandon
1: yeah as he said that uh, we both used to ride uh, full wheelers you know a bunch of couch riders as you uh, <laughs> motocross guys bike guys say um, but i switched over to dirt bikes uh just to do a little something different um actually a little cheaper uh with everything going on and uh it's fun it's different it's a new challenge um everything's great
0: Awesome. Yeah. And when I came back to the sport, I, I came back um, as an ATV rider. Uh, I figured I'm too old to be starting anything new. So <laughs> uh, I can be pretty decently competitive at, on an ATV. So, um, but yeah, we're just fans of the sport through and through. And uh, with that being said, uh, we talk about the sport all the time. So we decided, you know, why not make a podcast? Um, we're going to uh, make a weekly show. And basically talk, run down uh, what has happened in the off-road racing world um, that week. Uh, we're gonna talk about local series. Um, I run the Mountain State Hair Scramble series in West Virginia. Uh, sometimes we run a little bit of the New East Coast racing. Uh, Brandon runs fast track racing.
1: Yep, yeah, do some GPs out there at fast track, uh, mix up a little bit of motocross. <clears throat> um, and then once in a while, hit a hair scramble. Um, so anything, we just pretty much do all kinds of riding and full fast, full fast sprinting dora. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, like we said, we're huge fans of uh, Supercross and Motocross, and we're going to touch on those subjects, but uh, that's not going to be our main focus uh, because, let's be honest, there's plenty of podcasts when it comes to uh, Supercross and Motocross, but we want to really dive deep into is the uh, unsung heroes of the sport. The uh, off-road racing community, Um like GNCC, uh, full gas sprint enduros, uh, and then your local series. Um, we want to create a uh, an Instagram page, and we kind of want to create a community where you know we can interact with uh, everybody and kind of bring everybody together um, on even more of a level than what they already are.
1: Yeah, I mean, why not Why not the Weekend Warrior get a little bit of uh, airtime, a little bit of show, a little 15 minutes of fame kind of deal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so with that being said, uh, why don't we just go ahead and talk about the uh, racing that we uh, was a part of this weekend. Uh, Brandon, you went to Fast Tracks?
1: Yeah, I went to Fast Tracks. Um, I have to give it up to those guys up there at Fast Tracks. They really uh, brought that track together um, a couple days before. They got a huge amount of rain up there, and it was looking pretty, like, pretty much like a lake. Um, I was almost hesitated to go, but we were like, you know what, heck with it. My boy, he, you know, he's starting to ride, starting to race, so he was kind of bummed if we weren't going to go, so we just, we were like, let's just go try it out, and we got up there, and it was perfect.
0: Yeah, from what I saw on, I believe it was their Facebook, they posted a couple pictures where they weren't allowing people to come into camp the night before, uh, because like you said, it was basically underwater and I, I, sent that to you and, uh, uh, I thought there's no way they're going to race, uh, Saturday, but sure enough, man, they turned that track around. That was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we got up there and I was like, my wife was even like, uh, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, let's just go. You know, what, you know, what have we got to lose This a little bit of mud. And so we went up there and like I said, it was perfect. Uh, it ended up being a great day, not too hot. Um, and it was fun. Um, uh, I ended up running two classes that day, the GP and, um, I ran heavy B and I also ran plus 30. Um, it was pretty good. It was, what's cool up there at fast tracks. If you've never been there. It's just, just wide open, you know, just corners and turns and a couple, there's a couple jumps and the dirt, you know, the terrain is all different. Um, and it gets pretty big ruts, uh, uh, some foot, you know, foot peg draggers there, you know, so, um, it was pretty good. Uh, I started out strong and faded about the fourth lap, but, uh, ended, ended, you know, finished strong at the end, uh, pulled it together, but we're, we're still working on that whole bike, the whole getting used to the bike thing after, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Was there a good turnout there this weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a good, there's always a great turnout <laughs> up there. Um, especially this year with everything going on, you know, um, but up there, there's always a good turnout. I mean, I think there's like a hundred, hundred riders, you know, each in each class, each session. So um, yeah, always a great turnout up there.
0: Do you find it crazy the amount of people showing up to these local events uh, this year compared to years past?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, with the whole COVID nineteen <laughs> stuff going on, uh, I think it got people back on their bikes. To be honest, uh, people are like. There's nothing else to do. The only thing we could do is go outside and, you know, and just pull your bike out of the garage and clean it up and start it.
0: It was pretty much the first sport to come back um, from the COVID break, like when we were all in lockdown in, what, March and April. Um, I was looking at a few things, like this past weekend's race, uh, Mountain State race, um, Mountain State hair scramble that is, up at uh, Brewston Mills, West Virginia, that race last year was probably about the exact same time of the year, and there was 51 ATVs there that um, last year. And this year there was 118, so wow. double the turnout as far as ATVs go. And I think there was 202 uh, um, adult dirt bikes. That's not even including the kids. So they have been overwhelmed with uh, the amount of people that have been coming out to these local races. It kind of, you know, it kind of looks like a uh, a miniature GNCC nowadays
1: yeah I mean that's pretty much uh it's crazy you know you talk about the locals uh everybody keeps saying the sports dying which you know I could see as in a spark because it just gets so expensive and stuff but uh I think it's starting to make a comeback it's uh let's hope and pray that it does but uh you know it's just one of those things where I think like I said I think everybody's trying to find something to do so we're like let's let's get the bikes out and go go try it out
0: Right. Speaking of like dying sports, I know that, you know, people have often and long said that ATVs are dying, but man, I, you couldn't tell this weekend, that's for sure. They were out and out in full force. So um, uh, it was really good to see that because, as you know, because um, Brandon is still really connected to the uh, ATV world, that um, the OEMs getting out of the sport and uh, both in motocross and. Um, 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 cross-country it really uh, it kind of didn't look good there for a while but you know maybe hopefully this uh, this kind of um, spark will uh, maybe spark another OEM besides uh, Yamaha to jump back in and see if they can uh, give Yamaha a run for their money because I'm sure the other OEMs don't like to see Yamaha, the only one doing anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you would think Honda would uh, step up their game just a hair uh, and and start producing some fuel-injected bikes and getting them back out there. Uh, I'm sure the pro guys and stuff would love to see that and the amateur riders coming up through. I mean – uh, it's you know everybody eventually. If no one steps up, is gonna have to start going Yamaha, and you know Yamaha is probably liking that though.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, like you said, Honda, it, Honda's got to be the one because, because it's funny how, uh, you look out there, and while yeah the bike is outdated, it's half the field. Half the field has Hondas, um, and then the other half you know is Yamaha, Suzuki. Uh, you'll see a couple. Saki's <laughs> sprinkled in there i saw can am this weekend and at ktm so that was pretty cool but uh but yeah the more the more people that jump into the sport the better um uh, as far as the um the uh, mountain state hair scramble goes um uh we had a really like i said a really good turnout the track was it was a rough track, but it wasn't one of those tracks that's going to completely destroy your bike. I had enough technical and enough, uh, smooth riding to just be, you know, a lot of fun. Um, um, we, uh, I raced in the, uh, B21 plus class. I finished second, um, and then ninth overall. Um, so that was my best race to date as far as the overall is concerned. But, um, um yeah just I, that's one of those tracks that I just loved because it was it was nice and technical so it kind of kept the speeds down I'm a little bit too old to be going that fast
1: anymore so <laughs> never too old never too especially
0: old. especially through the trees especially <laughs> through the trees so uh back to the uh um uh the fast tracks race uh, did anybody big show up uh on the bike or quad side of the world
1: uh on the quad side uh, yeah Josh Merritt show up um of course uh you know he um took the overall in the, uh, GP for the quads. And, um, you know, he, you know, looked like he was putting on a clinic out there. He was looking good, you know, uh, hauling. And on the dirt bike side, um, Tristan Land- Landrum, he, uh, he's pretty fast on I bike. He, he swept the both GP sessions he ran and he was looking good. Um, I'll tell you what, there's the, the future of this sport is in the kids. And, uh, all the kids that I see just come out and ride and have a great time and, and together. Some of those kids on those Cobras and on any bike, really, they're just hauling out there. It's crazy to see how how young they are and how fast they go, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that uh, Josh Merritt kid, he is uh, he's a GNCC pro, so it's awesome to see some of those top um, – pro uh, GNCC riders coming out to these local events I know like you were saying that uh, Adam McGill goes out to that track all the time and um, like you said puts on a clinic it's fun to see him especially when he breaks out the 250R that's pretty cool yeah yeah
1: Uh, running into Adam up there a couple times (laughs) talked to him um, here and there and he was uh, you know he was just out there just having fun you know sometimes he'll even show up on a two-wheeler and run some two wheels so um, yeah, you never know who you're going to see. I mean, there's a lot of fast guys that show up out there. Um, of course, of course you're in, you know, Ohio. So there's a lot of fast guys out in Ohio, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool event. You know, it's just a fun event just to come out with the family and, and all. And, um, and they, they
0: race supercross at night too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They actually have like a, like a three day weekend deal. They, they usually do like uh, supercross on Friday night and then they do GP through the day on Saturday and a Supercross Saturday night. And then you can even stay and run GP again on Sunday. So, And the track's always sweet up there. It's like they can till, take, take a tractor around the whole track, till it up, get it real deep. Um, it looks it's – just, it's just fun. You know, it's just straight out, straight out fun.
0: That's Awesome. Um, yeah, I'd like to get out there to one of those events and check that out, especially the uh, Supercross at night. That seems like it's pretty cool get out there. And uh, uh, it kind of – it looks like it has the feel of like a uh, like an old county fair type of race.
1: Yeah, they do a lot of county fair uh, – actually, they do actually a lot of county fair events. Uh, if you look up their schedule, uh, they used to come local to us to Dodgers County and do those. I think they were planning on doing it this year until it uh, – you know, everything happened with the COVID and all that. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, once you get back there, it's going to be hard not to come back and, you know, get back to your old roots on the old, uh, (laughs) hitting some jumps, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of addicting.
0: Oh yeah. I, I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the, the funny thing is, is, um, um, when I came back to the sport, I was like, I'm just going to stay on the ground, no jumping and then, you know, you going through the woods and you're still hitting kickers and, and you know, you're not getting much air. But, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's still a lot of fun um, at the uh, Mountain State race this uh, weekend. Um, in the on the bike side, uh, Brandon Higgins is the one that took the win uh, for the for the bikes um, out of 200 people or 200 bike riders overall. So, you know, congratulations to him. That's a pretty awesome feat. Uh, like I said, that track was uh, te- uh, pretty good and technical. Um, I think it was like a six, between a six and a seven-mile track. So it was uh, um, the the woods was nice and it wasn't dusty, wasn't muddy. It was just nice and tacky. So that's the best way. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it. it was a good track. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, when we uh, <clears throat> and then on the uh, on the on the ATV side. Oh um, shoot. See, we're not professionals. I don't have my uh, my list ready.
1: Jeez Louise, come <laughs> on. No, I mean, was there a lot of, um, is it rocky up there? Usually in Brewston up around there, I usually run into a lot of rocks.
0: You I mean, know, it was rocky, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like Mason Town Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, you weren't, it was enough rocks to be technical, but it wasn't enough rocks to just destroy your bike like like Masontown was at the at the season opener of the uh, Mountain State Hair Scrambles. Yeah. Um, I had to replace a few parts after after that one. So so,
1: so no rock gardens.
0: There was a couple rock gardens, <laughs> but like I said, it wasn't like it wasn't huge boulders that you were that you were dragging a arms and skid plates over. Uh, too too bad, too bad. I should <laughs> say. Uh, I guess you know the severity of the rock the rockiness depends on who you ask because yeah. <laughs> I like that stuff because. Uh, like I said, I like the slower, more technical stuff. Uh, I feel like that's kind of where you get your separation. Um, When you have just easier lines, it, it creates hard to make up time.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know when I used to run, I would get so frustrated because the first lap, everybody would be having an issue with something. And it almost felt like once you got past that, the next time you come around, they would cut that section out. Yeah. And then there was no way to make up time. You were just third, fourth gear trying right. to catch people, and you couldn't. Because Right,
0: right, right. Oh, And by the way, on the ATV side, it was Brody Living Good on a Yamaha in the pro class that took the overall. So congratulations to him. Uh, he only finished about 20 minutes ahead of me so <laughs>
1: <laughs> got some work to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. no doubt. but <clears throat> you know up in the in, in the future of this podcast, we want to cover these um, cover these races you know more in depth. Uh, it, it would be awesome if we could get the promoters on uh, for the upcoming week and, and and have them come on and, and describe the track, uh, promote their event coming up. Um, like I said, we would love just to make this a social, You know, more than just us, uh, a social uh, network of people that way people can connect uh, more than they already do. And, um, you know, if how awesome would it be if you get to hear, you know, the description of the uh, track um, and what that uh, particular series is doing the week before you go racing?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, like I've always said, I've grown up around the sport. You know, I was uh, there's no better people than racing you know, dirt bike, or racing people. I mean, it's almost like you're just like part of a big, huge family. So, you know, we're going to try to keep that going as a community, you know, and make sure that never gets lost and try to be together. You know, it's there's nothing better than just being together as a big family and knowing there's people there out there that enjoy the same hobby you do.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, what's what a better way to do that than starting this podcast and starting a community um, once we get our Instagram up and running, we'll, you know, kind of promote that and, and, and we'll, that, we'll let that be a uh, network of, of uh, trying to get people all together on one area, uh, like create some hashtags. You know, I've, I've thought about things such as, you know, if you get a hashtag to where, you know, how many people do you see taking a video while you're running around the track and then you never see those videos? Yeah. Well, if they had it in a place to post it and to hashtag it and to where they could all find it, you know, um, that would be an awesome way to to uh, kind of connect the sport a little bit because, you know, the one thing that that is kind of about um, cross-country racing and GP racing is the best action and the best parts of the track are often unseen by anybody. So the more that we can connect everybody and uh, the more that we can, you know, uh, just, you know, help and uh, promote the sport as best we can, uh, the better off, you know, the better off everybody would be. So, um, yeah, we we want to see this thing grow and uh, take off and and uh, just be uh, kind of a fun uh, talk that we would get, that you guys get to listen to every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: What's next you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> Red Bud. You want to go to Red Bud. <laughs> Wish I was there.
0: Oh man, don't we all? Don't we all? So we have a plan if they would just so happen to come to um, Mount Morris. Now I have a plan. I don't know about you. I don't have two wheels, but Mister Whitehair does. So uh, I can loan it. <laughs> I know that they're that they're allowing racers to come in and have up to eight crew members uh, for um, to be able to come in and compete in the uh, amateur races but those will be the spectators for the pro events um and that's if you saw the redbud the redbud um race this weekend and the people that you did see were those amateur racers um and their you know eight pit crews you know they're Left fork guy, the right fork guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, the goggle guy, <laughs> the, the goggle towel guy. guy, gas guy, you know, sandwich-making guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got,
0: you got to have a sandwich in between, uh, in between every moto. Ask Chris Kiefer,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, so, but on to Red Bud. Um, what did you think of the – what did you take out of this weekend of two races?
1: You know, I would, I, you would think since it's the same track and everything and, you know, no different, no changes in the track, you would think you would get the same results, you know. But it was totally different. Uh, you would think, you know, you would have thought that Tomac would have made a huge comeback. Um, spoiler alert, he didn't. <laughs>
0: he did not. He did not. Do you think he's done for the championship? You
1: know, honestly, knowing Tomac, once the pressure gets off and it's too far out, of, he'll start putting those clinic rods in. And yeah. to where they're, like, it's once the pressure comes off, uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deer ran through the yard and dogs taking off after it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
0: it, it wouldn't shock anybody if Tomac went 1-1 at Millville this weekend. Yeah. Or oh, next weekend, I'm sorry. there are yeah, they weekend off. weekend. Um, but it wouldn't have shocked anybody if Tomac went 1-1-1-1 at Redbud and he didn't do any of that.
1: No, I mean uh is just is on his game. I mean, he's he, just he is. He's just on his game this year. Um well of course he's on that, you know, great Husk of team. And uh it, I don't I don't think he's I think he's gonna end up winning the series bar none, nothing happens or no injuries or anything like that. But I think he's got it under control. Uh what do you think?
0: I agree. I think that um I want to see some fireworks, though.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, we all do. So,
0: I, I, I want to see Tomac make a run. I want to see Zacco fight for it. Um, and we're forgetting about Marv. Marv's not yeah. out of it. If he can get that second moto figured out, it would be um, – he might be a, a threat to the to, the, uh, to oh, the championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, Marv's always been a great rider. I mean, I think I even threw it out there to you before the season started. And you know, Marv's coming off. And, you know, I mean, even if it came off the injury um, – I, you know, he's just always been strong outdoors, just, you know, especially, you know, just he's on a great team and he's, you know, he's he's a professional. It's that
0: second moto. Like, he it, he just doesn't seem like he has enough in the tank right now to put two 30s together. Um, because, I mean, like, let, let's face it, he is still coming off of an injury, so... So if he doesn't have that extra little bit to put that second moto together, then it makes it hard. And it doesn't help anyone, you know, certain somebody's punting him off the track right before right uh, before Lara
1: goes Leave. You want to talk about fireworks? <laughs> yeah, no
0: doubt. No doubt. I will subscribe to that firework uh, routine every time it happens. I love it. I love Barsha. Um, I mean, this sport – is better with Barsha in it just because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, this weekend, AC put, I don't, AC said, I don't know how to pass the guy without dying.
1: <laughs> I think he said land. It's like passing landmines out there. It, Cause you, you just <laughs> never know what's going to happen.
0: And you saw it. You saw it. Cause in that moto where, uh, what was that? The red Blood one, when Adam and um, uh, Barsha got together, uh, do you remember that big sweeper turn to the right where Adam just like, he laid up, he yeah. laid up and 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 kind of like let Barsha around because he was not wanting any part of <laughs> of what was coming his way.
1: He's like, I've already been hurt enough. I'm just gonna lay back here. Oh and-
0: man, he it is. I love AC, dude. He is awesome. He is fun to watch ride, but man, when he just slips that front end out and goes down, it is so frustrating.
1: <laughs> I think that's a lot on the Kawasaki. Though I mean, it's just it is what it is, but. Not disengally or anything, but they're always like you know the front. They're they're more of a rear steering bike, yeah. you know. So, but uh, yeah, he is just like uh, you know he was doing great, and it seems like he never, he just never gets out of that. Uh, he always has that mess up.
0: Did you see that tumble he took at, at practice?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was a good one. Did you, um,
1: I think it was him and Bogle. I think it was him Bogle. and Bogle, of yeah. course,
0: Bogle, yeah. of course. I mean, it, that poor guy. He just. Speaking of a landmine, if there's a landmine on the track, Bogle will run over it. It's just, <laughs> it, it's unfortunate because he's got so much talent, but it just seems like he can't, he can't put it together, and you hate to see that for the guy because he's such a talented rider. Um, so, I mean, like, a, like even even with Adams uh, overall, you know, he still had the mess up in that second moto, and you know, luckily for him,
1: I'm blaming that on Jason White. He, uh, <laughs> he, he jinxed him. Right before that turn, he's like, he hasn't had that mess up. And then he comes down the hill and hits the lap sure rider. Enough. <laughs> sure like, enough. It's like literally two seconds. Sure
0: enough, yeah. Yeah, the lap rider got in his way. Um, so was it that part of the track or different part of the track where Fernandez or Fernandez got into uh, Martin? No, it was, no, that was, it was a
1: different. That was before <clears throat> La Rocco's Leap. Yep,
0: you're right. That was that term before La Rocco's Leap. And,
1: uh. Uh, speaking of that, I mean – do you really think he should have pushed that issue or, I mean, was he, was he maybe hoping he would go down and he stays up or oh, what? <laughs> oh, we're know? getting into that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, he has a history of having to come from the back of the pack. And when you do that, you got to be aggressive, right? I mean, we saw it with Christian Craig in, in Supercross, and he, he, I mean, there wasn't any, I mean, he, where was he going there?
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, he was going to the front. That's where he was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
0: was going to the front all right. He still made it to the it's front. front uh, yeah. um, but um, I don't know. See, here's the thing, though. That is it because he's French that we we're like, what's he doing? Because if Barsha would have done that, we'd have been like, yeah, go Barsha. <laughs> well, I get, I, 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 let me retract that statement because I feel like because he went down, it was a bad move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he would have. Past Martin, right there with no, you know, if they both would have stayed up, we would have been like, oh wow, that was a that was a pretty ballsy move.
0: Do you think that if it wasn't Martin, he would have made that an aggressive of a pass?
1: It's hard to tell. I mean, you know how it is. You get in that race, you get that race flow going, you get in that race pace, and you know, if you're especially if you're turning faster laps than everybody. Uh, maybe since he saw it was the number six in front of him he was like I gotta make a statement right here um you know let him know that I'm still here in the championship let but. him know
0: I can pass him with only two inches of track left to my left
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so uh, let's go to that championship battle um that is going to be an interesting one it's because it's it it's kind of like the same thing as the 450s with people coming you know having to make runs to, to make it there but I feel like uh friend is I mean he, he's Definitely got the speed to get there. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. And I think there are only nine points separating us. Don't hold me to that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's only nine points separating Martin and Fernandez. But <clears throat> I mean, he's got to get starts. And how I don't understand how he's not getting starts on that star Yamaha.
1: Yeah, I mean, see, it seems like everybody else uh, on the team is getting starts besides him. I mean, look at Ty Masterpool.
0: Ty Masterpool yeah. comes off the couch and just, like, gets three whole shots in a row, yeah. fist pumping across yeah. the line, like, like Adam McGill GNCC style.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, um, pretty much for, for, Fernandez. Andes, he's the fastest guy on the track, no doubt. Hands down, hands down you know, the fastest one on one battle. Track. No one else out there is keeping up with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I think his biggest thing is, is like everybody else, he's going so fast he makes sometimes a little bit more mistakes than someone like Martin. He's experienced. He's won two championships outside, you know, on the outdoors. He's already experienced. He's and he came back from injury. He doesn't want to end up there. So
0: he just seems even kill. Yes, um, uh, Martin does. He just seems like he, his highs aren't going to be that high. His lows aren't going to be that low. But he's always going to start in the top five. And he's always going to be around the front, and that's got to be uh, scary, scary for the fourteen because, because you know, you know, Fernandez. He might get a whole shot. He might start thirty eighth. Yeah. <laughs> you know You just never know. You <laughs> never know. <clears throat> so,
1: you definitely don't pick him for your uh, first lap uh, leader on uh, Pulp fantasy.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> See, the way you play that game is you got to pick what nobody else what nobody else would possibly pick and then that's how you end up winning but i i I, play it safe. i've I've, I've not won anything yet so (laughs) so i can't say that too much oh okay so enough with uh enough with that talk uh let's move on to this coming weekend the return of gncc racing
1: 10 seconds
0: 10 seconds (laughs) They've been off for, what is it, six weeks now? They got their summer break in. I'm surprised that they actually took a summer break this year with uh, the COVID and everything going on. I kind of thought that they were going to kind of run through the summer, but uh, they went ahead and took their summer break, and they'll be coming back this weekend at the Mountaineer uh, in Beckley, West Virginia.
1: Yeah, I mean, they probably have to take the six months off to let you all you quad guys get your bikes back together, go <laughs> through all the bearings, you know, do a complete rebuild. Uh, yeah. You quad guys,
0: <laughs> listen to you. I know that there is a Yamaha still sitting in a shed somewhere that uh, that uh, you got that itchy thumb throttle going on, and uh, you can't wait to get back out there. You don't don't li- don't lie. S- okay, so so for those of you that don't know. <clears throat> Brandon and I went to the uh, GNCC at High Point this year, and I raced it. Um, and uh, Brandon was standing there beside me on the line, and like, just cold sweats, pouring down his <laughs> face. I'm like, what's going on with you? He's like, oh, God, I got, ought to be out here. Yeah. I ought to be out here. I need to get my quad running.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about putting a twist rod on that thing so I can go back and forth. Uh, that's the hardest thing I think that I had to deal with was uh, – Getting used to the twist to thumb and you it's know. different.
0: It's di- it doesn't make it doesn't sit well with me when I get on a bike. It just it doesn't feel right to, <laughs> to, to, to
1: twist. Listen, I was close when I went to the bike. I almost put a thumb throttle on there. I was so close, and I just kept telling myself, "Be honest, just you, learn."
0: Be <laughs> honest. The reason why you didn't put a thumb throttle on there is because you didn't want to get made fun of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did I, I wasn't to fit in. You know, the funniest thing about being a quad guy to a bike you're sitting around all your bike friends and you're sitting there and they're all talking They're like, yeah, this quad guys. And you know, they're going on and on. I'm just standing there and they're like, you're awful quiet. I'm like, well, I used to be one of those quad guys. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Once oh. a quad guy,
0: always a quad guy. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, that's one thing about this podcast that we're definitely going to do. Um, this is not going to be a bike podcast. It's not going to be a quad podcast because, you know, I think we both feel that this off-road industry it's all together. And, you know, I love bike racing just as much as I love quad racing. Um, I race a quad because I'm better on a quad and that's why I started off on, and that's what I grew up on. So, um, you know, we're also going to cover some ATV, uh, MX, um, you know, if you want to get to the in-depth ATV MX, uh, the, um, uh, Digging Deep podcast, he's really awesome at that. But, uh, we, uh, we're going to cover that, you know, we'll cover the battle between Hetrick and Weenan and, um, how they, how they just can't seem to separate themselves from each other. And they definitely are able to se- separate themselves from, uh, from, the rest of the pack, but yeah. we're going to cover GNCC quads and, um, a- and the bikes. So we want to, we want to just, this podcast to be able to include everybody. And, uh, that's kind of where we're at with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I know when I used to just ride quads only, you know, used to kind of burn my butt a little bit, you know, is everything. It seemed like the sport was all about bikes and bikes and bikes, which, you know, when you sit back and you look at it, you know, most of your turnout, you know, if you look at the bike turnout compared to the quad turnout, yeah, there's a lot more bikes, but, you know, there's quad guys out there too. You know, we love doing the same thing, you know, as the bikes do. So, you know, I want to give you guys some love too, because, you know, uh, as a, a, quad owner you know that you put a lot of work a lot of wrench time on those things and keeping them going week in week out and you know why not get the same love
0: yeah absolutely and um and let's be honest like you know cross-country racing speaking for cross-country racing um specifically it would be different without quads because quads is kind of like for GNCC especially is kind of what breaks the track and makes the track really raceable for the bikes i believe
1: yeah i mean uh track cleanup yeah that's what quads are good for right
0: (laughs) that's it man remember back in the day at pyramid valley when when they would change the motos yeah (laughs) you're usually
1: like 14th and it's like the rain comes It's like hey you're moto one you're like yeah what what about that (laughs) but i understand you know i mean uh it's it is what it is of course you try to make the track better for everybody it's just it always seems like it gets taken out on the quad guys but
0: (laughs) hey we can soak up a lot of the mud so it's whatever but uh that's you know that's one interesting thing about the mountain state hair scramble series is they actually run the quads last and it is very different going into the woods with bike lines cut in
1: yeah i'm sure uh I'm sure it is because you get those ruts, those one-line ruts, and then you start seeing these little lines between these small trees. You're like, how does anybody fit in there? Because, I mean, honestly, when I'm riding the woods, I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying that. I'd have yeah. to cut my bars down four more inches oh, before man, I could I, fit.
0: You, like the bike guys, man, I clipping a tree would be so scary. Like, at least on, on a quad, you know – the bike is that wide so (laughs) so i mean if you if you're clipping a tree you could still go down you know but you're probably going to clip it with your with your front tire as well um but what's interesting about the mountain state hair scramble series is it, it, it takes about a lap or two for that track to get worked in for the quads um um Because the first lap or so, you're kind of like, oh, man, I see all these different lines, but I don't know if I can fit between them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, let someone else try that. Yeah, I'm going to let somebody
0: else try that. And then normally, you know, you pick off a few guys because they did try and they didn't (laughs) succeed on the first lap. So you learn what lines not to take uh, pretty quickly. So, uh, But back to the uh, upcoming race this weekend at the GNCC, Um, what do you want to talk about first, quads or bikes?
1: We well, you know we can uh, shoot for those quads. Give the quad guys love. Let's go in love.
0: order of the weekend. Okay, okay. So, <clears throat> Fowler. Does anybody? The man. <laughs> yeah, the man. Uh, does anybody slow him down this year?
1: Uh, you know, you got, you know, I think Bryson Neal and, Neil and uh, Jerry McCord. They, uh, you know, they gave him. They took away a couple wins from him this year. Made him work for that. Uh, that big. Uh, how many? Races was it was it going to be they they held him up for I think it was, I think it was like a hundred race wins or something like that, maybe more. I have to double check that back. But uh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. The See, he
0: knows his quads facts. He doesn't. <laughs> don't let him fool you. Just because he's on two two wheels doesn't mean he doesn't pay attention.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: but out of the what is it? The eight races that they've ran, um, he's won six. <laughs> yeah. Like so, said. but if we're going by statistics, out of the last three races, he's only won one. (laughs) So, is he carrying the momentum coming out of the uh, summer break or is it the field? Because the last three races, uh, he did win the last race, but the um, Bryson Neal and and Cole Richardson um, split two races between them. And I tell you what, man, those guys are fast. You know, in years past, he's been able to get that whole shot, get out front, and just play hide-and-seek. I mean, he's been out there, you know, 30 seconds after the first lap and just kind of putting his pace in after that. But it seems like, um, you know, if Cole Richardson and Bryson Neal, those two guys specifically, if they can get a start, um, they can keep him honest at least. Um, but, you know, that Yamaha uh, of uh, Walker – it just seems like he is just so good off that start.
1: So what happens? You have O.E.M. support. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's just got that bike dialed in, and uh, you know this isn't, you know, he's won how many championships now? Was it? Is it seven? That's something like that. I mean he's a pro, right? It's like this is like going to, going to sleep every night. It's just something that he does a ritual. Uh, but no, I don't think anybody's slowing him down. I think he wins another one, takes another championship home.
0: Do you think he wins this weekend?
1: Well, we're in the mountains in West Virginia, and I think maybe McGill hasn't has been running very oh, good. You got man. the sleeper, you know. You're in if the mountains.
0: Ma- if McGill wins <laughs> in West Virginia this year, because he's he's been like what a year or two without a win, it might burn the state down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, you might see that gator come out. So, oh,
0: uh, you'd love to see that. You'd love to see the hometown boy take it at his hometown race, even though it's not the closest race to his house, but or to to where he lives. But um, uh, it's definitely it's definitely closer. Um, um, but you, you would love to see. I I would like to see Walker have to work his way through the pack because that's something you don't see very often.
1: No, no. I mean, <clears throat> you would think that. Uh most likely he pulls out, you know, that whole shot. But uh, those, um, it's always a sight to see if he gets a bad start and just works up through and uh, it makes it interesting.
0: I've not been down to that facility before. I heard it's one of the best facilities that GNCC goes to, um, aside from snowshoe, and that's a sore subject, so we're
1: not going to touch on that one right now. I'm sure McGill's missing snowshoes. Oh,
0: year. man, I'm, I, this was no joke, I booked my room. The day before they canceled the race. <laughs> and I was so bummed because for, I've told Brandon this for years. It's a bucket list race of mine. I want to go race that race. And I never did. Back when we were racing um, motocross, you know, Brandon and I were always in a heated championship <laughs> battle at the old Pyramid Valley motocross. And I never made it up there. And then, you know, this time around, I told, I told my wife, Brittany, I said, I said, I'm going to race snowshoe. I'm going to race snowshoe. That's the one race I want to race. It's 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 like the the epicenter of the <laughs> mecca of of GNCC racing at the, at right now. It's you know the Blackwater 100 history uh, that they that they kind of promote up there. Uh, Howard's Hole, all those screaming fans. I want to do it, and uh, it just it it didn't work out this year. So hopefully hopefully snowshoe comes back next year, but. Um, um, at least you know <clears throat> we got Beckley that's a good track I've, I've seen some I've not been there but I've seen you know GoPro videos of it and it looks like a fun track it looks like a lot of open woods um, not a lot of rocks like snowshoe a lot of elevation changes though uh, a lot of open woods which creates lines mm-hmm. um, you know you, you, the best part about GNCC racing is when you get those those line formations that come in, you know, through the race. And you see, oh, man, there's a new line. Where's that one coming out of? Or You know, where's that one going? So, so you know, with that being said, you know, <clears throat> it creates some good racing. Uh, you got more lines, better racing.
1: You know, you don't follow that guy with the beer in the sand saying, come this way, come this way. You know, you don't follow that guy?
0: You got to pick, <laughs> pick and choose who you follow. You got to pick and choose who you yeah the guy you know but the guy with the beer he know he might be wanting to help you i always try to look at the best of people (laughs) does
1: he want to help you or does he just want to show it's true
0: it's true you never know you never know what you're going to get with with that out there uh you know my thoughts are though if the line's beaten in enough enough people have taken it and i don't see anybody stuck up there so let's go for it (laughs) what do you think about the uh the, well, he's not a rookie anymore, but the sophomore of uh, Hunter Hart.
1: He's. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, he, uh, he should be, he seems like he's doing a pretty good job. He, uh, um, he's,
0: he's got that Instagram game on point. i tell you that. Oh, you know, he's, he's a younger guy. Oh, yeah. I know. mean, he's got the Instagram bangers going on and, uh um um always throwing that style out there I tell you he's fast like it, you know I feel like he might be he might be the next the next guy coming up um you know to 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 jump up there in that Cole Richardson um Bryson Neal Adam McGill train um and you know you can't forget about can't can't forget about uh McClure the sneaky snake he's he's always Mr. Consistent he's always hovering around that top five so it'll be interesting to see how he comes in after the break
1: yeah yeah I mean it's always interesting to come off the break everybody's got a little you know refresh time and got some time to go back and do some you know tuning in the bike and get to spend some time with their family and stuff and just get to enjoy life a little bit before they get back on the road and and uh Get back out there. So it's always interesting to come off break and see where see where it takes us.
0: Speaking of family, you know <clears throat> that creates a interesting topic because um, you know you, you start to see some of these guys getting older in the sport. Like Chris Borsch, mm-hmm. uh, he's now he's a he, he has a father. Uh, his he has a little girl. Um, how long do you think Borsch will be in the sport?
1: Just to, you know. Y-
0: He's got the pace. He yeah. still can run up there, and you know, threaten for podiums every race. Every race, he's a, he he can be up there.
1: You know, he's a veteran, so you know, you just never know. You just got to find that right track and get that flow. You just he can win. It's yeah, just... yeah,
0: he 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 can win for sure. I think you know you don't know. You never know what's in the mind of a racer on how long they want to they want to pursue the sport. Um, but, um, you know, inevitable, you know, it's inevitable that he's going to retire one day, but, uh, it's pretty cool when you see somebody like him, like McGill last a long time in the sport and, and, and just be around for a long time.
1: Yeah. You never, you never like to see, you know, the veterans of the sport retire because you know that there's a legacy, you know, pretty much legacies left behind and you you hope someone's coming up behind them to fill their spot and stuff like that. Um, you know, as you've been rooting for these guys over and over through the years and, you know, when you, you know, the last years of when you're a kid, you look up you're like seeing these guys ride and you hate to see him retire. It's just, it's just one of those things, but life gets crazy. So sometimes you have to.
0: Yeah. Yep. So like the veterans of the sport, what I think is really cool is it, it, it can, you see how, good the sport is to these people to see them stay around for so long so like like mcgill he's been around for a while um he knows the ropes uh it'll be awesome to see him to see what he has to show at the um at the at the race this weekend i tell you what he has not missed many local races (laughs) local races during this uh off season uh he was um uh taking on some a lot of double headers um at uh uh what was he at? he was at fast tracks and mountain states um there for a couple weekends in a row uh just basically hitting up every single race he can get so i mean you can tell he's been definitely been putting on the work uh over the break
1: well i'm sure he's probably angry right now sitting in seventh in points usually he's up in that top three looking looking tried to battle with you know fowler i'm sure he's angry right now trying to figure out what's going on and
0: He's, yeah, he's
1: got, he's hungry.
0: He's got more speed than, than, than seventh, seventh place. That's for sure. That's for sure. So let's move on to the, uh, the dirt bike side of things. Um, what you got there?
1: Uh, the number one guy, I mean, Caleb Russell. Uh, he's just,
0: there's a lot of storylines in that class though, right now.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, you know, you Josh Strang is, is there in second, but, uh, it, it's, it's it's almost impossible to beat Caleb Russell. Is. You know,
0: <laughs> as a fan, you want to see you want to you don't want to know who's going to win going into the race as a fan. But you know, <laughs> but but think about it this way: ten years from now, do we? You know, you look back and you appreciate people like Caleb Russell, like Walker Fowler, um, like four what they did because you know when they're not there anymore and you know the championship goes to somebody that won four races you look back and you say wow like what those guys did was pretty incredible and like can anybody else follow in the footsteps you know because they're like right now you know i i believe that we're looking at the two goats of the sport right now
1: oh yeah especially you know in the off-road off-road world uh You know, someone asks, they start talking about GNCC racing, and the number one name that comes up is Caleb Russell. Uh, And then you start talking about quads, it's like, hey, Walker Fowler. You know, those are two known names. I mean, even if you barely follow the sport, you're going to see those two guys pop up. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Caleb Russell is just – it's crazy. I mean, Josh Strang is keeping them honest you know sitting in second That's
0: awesome. You'd love to see cuz cuz Caleb lost a lot of his competition um either before the season even started this year or right at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean injuries. I mean uh Thad the ball there for a while was keeping him keeping him pretty honest and I think he had a little injury going on. I I'm, I think Th- that got knee. hurt the first race of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was he, his knee or yeah, something. Yeah, his
0: knee. He hurt his knee the first race of the year, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to be seeing that 989 Huskvarna uh this weekend at the track. So it'll be interesting to see um it'll be interesting to see how he comes back and how he uh uh adapts to to uh his not his um fixed knee and let's see, you know, how his fitness is uh if he can go that 3-hour distance.
1: Yeah, Thad's always fast. I think he'll be ready, you know. He's I've seen him come out and you know, ride some motocross tracks before. That dude's just fast. I think he should be riding some motocross too, you know. But uh
0: Stu's coming back too.
1: Yes, yeah, Stu, Stu Baylor. You yep. know, that's a that's a big return. Oh yeah. Nickname.
0: Oh yeah, that was a that was a weird one. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he,
1: he had some uh ups and downs there with Sherco, uh everything going on with Sherco out.
0: almost the first win of the uh the brand.
1: Yeah. And, and he got caught on fire, didn't it, or something like that? Or did he <laughs> <out>? <laughs> one of those
0: one of those rounds, I saw that uh, Instagram clip where uh, he's standing standing beside the bike, and it's just up and flames. The battery that's uh, a season, caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, up in flames. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but you know, it's it, 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 once you get those two guys back in the series, um, it'll be interesting to see where they shake out in the sport. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun to follow, uh, and I know I'm going to be tuning in Sunday to watch that
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, don't forget Michael Lane. You know he's a local boy from Morgantown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. used to watch out him out Yamaha. We,
0: when we were uh, uh, quad <laughs> motocross guys out of Pyramid Valley, uh, we used to uh, we used to watch uh, Lane Michael come out and yeah. just just wax everybody. as yeah. like a what like a. 14 year old at that time
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy to see these guys uh, come out like 13 14 years old you're like who's this kid you know yeah, he's
0: about down there what banging bars with barsha during, <laughs> yeah. during the off season yeah. at bam bam land or whatever it is <laughs> yeah, you got
1: to it's like hitting trees
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh um uh bam bam is just a moving tree <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness so uh
0: what else do we got here that we want to talk about um caleb russell well we touched on him a little bit but man would you like to see him come back for 2021 and, and and face the class again do you think he'll come back and what do you think where do you think that percentage is percentage pie he comes back percentage pie he moves on to greener fields
1: there's a lot of ifs I think there's a lot of ifs uh, I'd say it depends how the season ends um, who wouldn't want to end on a high note you know, as you're going to, if you're going to leave the sport. I mean, he doesn't have anything top? to prove. No. I no. mean, because,
0: you know, everybody talks, oh, g- you know, give these guys one more year to try to beat you. Well, they already had like seven. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to give him a shot. I already had, they already had seven shots. So. Yeah.
0: I, I, personally, I'm kind of torn between whether, I mean, obviously if he comes back, it would be amazing, awesome to see him come back and see that battle, uh, between him and Thad and Stu and, uh, uh, Strang and all the rest of the guys, but it would also be awesome to see what he does uh, pro motocross. Rumor is he's going to um, going to race outdoors next year, which would be awesome. We all know um, how he looked when he did it up at uh, Dilla last year.
1: Yeah, I mean he kind of got hurt there, but uh, you give him some give him some rounds, get him some testing and stuff like that. I'm sure he could pull it off. I mean. A lot of the a lot of the GNCC guys practice on motocross tracks. You know, they go there to work on their sprint speed, and
0: they all have a lot of their own motocross tracks. Have you seen his compound? No, I don't think I've seen a
1: picture of his oh, compound yet.
0: Man, he uh, he is. Um, uh, if you've not checked out his YouTube page, go and check out his YouTube page, Kade Russell. Um, <clears throat> he's got some videos on there of the new property that he got this year, and uh, uh, let's just say, you know, it. it it doesn't look like a Woods Rider compound. It looks <laughs> it looks like something somebody would set up uh, if they wanted to go practice for some outdoor nationals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you never know. Um, you know, I think he has a good deal with KTM. So, like, pretty much like Lifetime, it almost seems like. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah, well, we're excited to see the uh, GNCC return to racing this weekend. And um, we're both going to be tuning in Saturday and Sunday to watch. Um, I might try to swing down there Saturday <clears throat> and uh, watch. I don't know. Bike in a
1: truck? Bike in a truck? <laughs>
0: I don't know. We got some. We got a little bit of issues with the bike right now. So, uh...
1: any sponsors out there want to help them out? <laughs> Throw them a bone. Yeah. Anybody,
0: <laughs> anybody out there that wants to rebuild a motor? <laughs> Before the weekend. Uh, I think we can milk this bike through uh, the end of uh, the Mountain State. Um, I'm sitting pretty decent in the point standings, but um, I've already burnt up my th- uh, two of my three uh, drop rounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one was... Um, Uh, We were uh, putting in a pool at the house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have the pool. Gotta have the pool. You gotta keep the wife happy.
0: Gotta keep the wife happy. She loves the pool. The kids love the pool.
1: That way you can ride on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) That's my motto. Keep the wife happy through the week. Then I can play on the weekends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I tell you what, like, you know, my family has really embraced uh, racing. um, You know, whenever I got married, um... We didn't really race much um, uh, while we were, when we first started dating, I was still racing. But then after, you know, life got, life came in and and we, you know, really buckled down, you know, started a family, built a house, like I said. And uh, she's actually the one that pushed me back into the sport. We went to, uh, it all started off by going to Snowshoe. (laughs) We went to Snowshoe, um, GNCC last year, and uh, we were down in Howard's Hole. Don't worry, we didn't take the kids into the Howard's Hole. (laughs) (laughs) We Bud, we we yeah we didn't go deep into the Howard's hole. We were kind of on the outskirts of, the, of Howard's hole, and, and uh, <clears throat> I told her I was like, you know, I I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and she's like, do it, do it. It's di- like you know, you've been you've been off for a long time. Let's let's just do it. You're not getting any younger, so let's just do it. So. It was two weeks later. Got a bike, <laughs> and uh, here we are. Uh, we raced a couple races last year. Raced my my first ever GNCC last year. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of GNCC, but I've never raced one. And um, that's a totally different world. Um, um, those guys are fast. That's for sure. What do you
1: think's harder, locals or GNCCs? All oh, GNCC. GNCC. See, I've heard a lot of like different <clears throat> things. I've heard locals are like more. Because you're running the same lines and laps more often than you do a GNCC, Mm -hmm. like I heard, like the lines get wore out faster, and then you know you got to hit that that hard obstacle more times than you would hit it in a GNCC. uh, That
0: you do run more laps at a local, even though sometimes the races are a little bit shorter. Uh, We run hour and a half long races at uh, the Mountain State Hair Scramble Series, but your tracks are typically seven to eight miles, or I'm sorry, six to eight miles long. So you're gonna run. You're going to run five to six laps uh, if you're, you know, running on pace and not getting lapped, and um, that does get the track beaten in a little bit more. Especially like now when we're having a um, hundred quads out, <laughs> I've never lapped as many people <laughs> as I lapped. <laughs> this made me feel like a real fast guy. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> I tell you, man, it's uh, um, when you go to the GNCCs. Uh, I raced a. I raced the PM quads uh, this year one time, and um, um, what I learned was is when you pass somebody, you better go because they're not going anywhere; <laughs> they're staying right there behind you. Um, so it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting to, to see the difference between a national track and a uh, local track. But uh, our local series is—we got to give a hand to them because they—they're doing an awesome job this year, um, uh, especially with the how they've handled the 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 new um the new way of doing races for 2020 uh and they've handled it with with grace man i I, you got to give it to them so so yeah we'll uh um um we'll be weekly we're going to want to cover um what's going on in the local and the national series um so we're starting to run out of time today um there's a little bit of a break before the next um atv motocross race so we'll save that one for the next for the next podcast
1: yeah yeah they i think they'll, they'll they have a couple uh, another week or so before they take back up we'll, yep, we'll, we'll cover talk we'll
0: yeah we'll talk uh we'll talk hetrick Weenan the retirement of uh, Thomas Brown and number 84 <laughs> uh, Number eighty-four. shout out to number 84 and uh, we're going to talk the last five uh, motos that they have going on uh, we'll do that in the next podcast we'll recover uh, not recover goodness <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover the uh, the GNCC after it happened we'll talk about what happened uh, both bikes and quads and if there's anything going on locally we'll uh, we'll talk about it
1: yeah. So uh, Just, uh, keep listening. Cause you might hear your name come across here. If you run these local events, uh, you know, I think we're going to try to spot out a couple guys. It looks like they're, you know, hard charging, having good races and stuff. So you might, might hear your name.
0: Yeah. You don't even have to be in the pro class either. Exactly, you know, if, we, no. if we see that C class guy, that's running up in the top 10, we'll, you know, we'll be like, Hey, what are you doing running seat But we'll give them props. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Uh, move up. <laughs> yeah. Move up, step up. Let's go.
1: There's <laughs> only one way you get faster.
0: No, nah, for sure though. No, we're, we're, we're pumped to be, uh, opening this podcast up and, um, and we're excited to see where it goes. Um, and you know, if you want to hear about something that we've not talked about, hit us up. Uh, we're going to be creating a, um, a, uh, um, Instagram page. Um, it's going to be Split Line Off-Road, um, probably going to be creating it here in the next week or so, and uh, we'll, uh, we want it to be interactive, so, you know, you guys comment, uh, like stuff, um, message yeah. us, we'll talk questions. to you guys, yeah, yeah. anything, tech uh, tips. <clears throat> you know, maybe one day we'll start taking some, uh, if we figure out how to work this uh, equipment, we'll start taking some callers um, and uh, getting you guys on the line, and um Really seeing where this thing can go. So uh, if you guys have listened to the 59 minutes of this podcast, congratulations. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> you, <laughs> Thank you very you. much. you we, put been with us for an hour. That's yeah. more than my wife can. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Mia appreciates it. You hear her in the background. Um, I think it went well. I'm pretty pumped with this first podcast. Can't wait to get it out there. Uh, i got to figure out how to download this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, get it on Spotify or wherever. So, uh, once we get it down, we'll obviously – obviously, if you're listening to this, we've already got it it on the airways. And uh, um, hopefully you guys like it. Like I said, give us some feedback. And uh, we're going to see you next week.
1: Yeah, guys. See you next time.
0: Later, guys.